0: This is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. Also available on demand on the all-new ESPN Chicago app.
1: Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Oh, it's the day after we got a chance to see Justin Fields in a Bears uniform. You want to jump in? 312-332-3776. First couple drives... Not much to see, but he said he had to get over those first two drives. Everybody on offense, I was just like, we're we're shooting ourselves in the foot. You know, if we just
2: stay on track, stay on schedule, instead of putting ourselves in situations second and 12, second and 13, I mean, that's hard to be successful when, you know, you're in offense and you're dealing with second and 13, third and 14. I mean, if we get a positive play each play, then, you know, we give ourselves a better chance to convert on third downs and stuff like that. So I was just trying to get the guys um, to understand that and, you know, just, just play ball and just go out there and, you know, execute like we do in practice.
1: Now, what he said is so basic, and, you know, you gain gain yards, it makes it a lot easier. Sometimes in second, it needs down. to be
3: said, even though it is so absolutely basic.
1: But it's nice to hear the rookie saying it to the other guys when he gets to the huddle. Hey, guys, we got to stop screwing up, shooting ourselves in the foot. we got to make sure we do you the see, right this things. This
3: is a level of calm yeah. and collected. Yep. You know, he said he wasn't nervous. He said the game was actually slower than he anticipated. Yep. That's all good. That's great
1: stuff. All of it's great. Uh, Jesse James with a touchdown reception and basically was all by himself. Justin Fields would have been it would have been tough if he would have missed them. And then he backed into the end zone. And Fields also running for an 8-yard touchdown run. He had 5 carries for 33 yards, 14 for 20, throwing the ball 142 yards, 106.7 uh, quarterback passer rating. We get to your calls, three one two Let's go down to Bourbon A, where the Bears are not going anymore. And Kyle. Kyle, what's going hey, on Kyle. today?
4: Good morning, everybody. Um, I just... I want to preface this with with this statement. I am in no way saying that Mitch Trubisky and Justin Fields are on the same level. However, I'm just a little bit concerned because I was at the Denver Chicago preseason game when Mitch Trubisky did well his first preseason game, and people were very excited, not, I guess, <laughs> yeah. the level of excitement now. Right. But can someone help me not freak out? Because I don't want to get my, my heart broken because I'm just, it's happened too many times. And again, I'm not saying that. Trubisky's as good as Fields, but I kind of seen this blueprint before. Can someone make me feel better about this? I think we can, Kyle.
1: Appreciate the call. Um, Fields is a guy that has a lot more, uh, a lot more talents, a lot more skills yeah. than Mitch Trubisky does. Um, when in college, Fields played against good competition. Uh, Trubisky he, yeah. barely did. Trubisky didn't play all that often at all, right. Uh in college. and
3: um, Every time I think of that, Fred, it makes me angry. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I get angry all over again. We need to move on, me included. We've got Justin Fields now.
1: Yeah. And see, um, there were other quarterbacks to be taken in that draft. Everyone says, why didn't you take Patrick Mahomes? Well, you weren't saying it then. When the draft happened, everyone said, why didn't you take Sean Watson? Right. Who knows what would have happened if the Bears would have taken Deshaun uh, Watson.
3: W- now, the way it looks, we yeah. dodged that bullet. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, we had to wait a couple of years. Yeah, we did. So I I think they're completely different quarterbacks. You're probably going to get a chance to see Mitchell Trubisky on Saturday because he is now with Buffalo. Buffalo's coming to town next week, and uh, that will be the second of the three preseason games. The Bears play... uh the second one at Soldier Field. Did you
3: hear, uh, did you see what uh, Mitch had said? No. It was kind of a veiled, I, I don't have the quote in front of me, but basically it was uh, it was something like, you know what, I have a chance to be me now. That's Which, fine. Is, which was a bit yeah. of a slam, but we knew that they were trying to get him to do things that weren't really him. That weren't and him. That's yeah. what took him out of that groove. Right. Whatever groove he had.
1: Yeah, and you see that uh, what, what Justin Fields, I think there's a lot more reason for him to be excited about him and what he can do than there was for people to be excited about Mitch. And uh, I Well, there better be. Th- well, there, there is. There's a <laughs> lot more reason. I'm I looking at it, Sean keeps smiling in the other room. Sean keeps smiling because Sean knows that Justin Fields, there's a big difference between Justin Fields and Mitch Trubisky, right, Sean?
5: You know, I love our <laughs> listeners and our callers. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. But, Cal, you, look. The first word, right? Composure. Yeah. Composure.
3: Yes. Mitch didn't have any of no, that. If he did, it was it. fleeting.
5: Yes. Yeah. And it seems like,
1: uh, Fields, by just by some of the cuts, the confidence he has going in, the real relationship he has with his line and with everybody else, and being able to be the leader coming in right away.
5: What did you call it, uh, Xander? You called him. He has that humble, yeah. He's the, uh, cocky is humble, cock, guy. humble guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, when you hear what he's
3: saying? It's not abrasive or anything, no. but he's like, "The game's slow. I'm cool. Let's do this."
1: Yeah,
5: yeah. What? And the media yes. chuckled when he said, "Oh, I was it's slower than I thought." <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. Right. I was shocked. Yeah. I was shocked when he said that because. And, but the one thing, the one good thing is you're going up against pretty good defense. If in fact in practices he's going up against the ones, that's nice. It's nice to see that's him a going good up training the ones. Yeah, because. You know, I know Robert Quinn didn't uh, do what he was supposed to do. I know Khalil Mack, according to a lot of people, uh, didn't have the season that they wanted him to have. Some people uh, think that his numbers, analytics-wise, are really, really
5: good. I'm still waiting. The benefit of him going to a school like Ohio State, yeah, facing... The type of talent he faced on defense and practice. That'll and get you, you ready. to go back right. to his freshman year when he was behind Jake Fromm. In Georgia. That Georgia team went to the national championship game. Right. And Roquan Smith was the middle linebacker. Yeah. So he's faced talent. Yeah. Uh, elite talent over the last four years. So speed of the game probably wasn't a big. Now, it, it's going to ratchet up you would think yeah. yeah right this isn't it because no. they're going to they're going to change a lot of defenses i think we heard the cut we we've got it
1: here or we had it here about uh, what kirk herbstree was talking about i still have it here talking about um that in colleges when they step to the line of scrimmage and they see a defense that's usually the defense the, that they're going to bring but in the pros, they'll show you one thing, and before the snap, they're going to shift out of it. And Justin Fields has to get used to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He did in college. Now he's going to have to get used to what they do in the pros and the way they're able to switch up defenses and things like that. They're able to bring different guys. And kinds. that's
3: really going to be the gauge, right? Because he has, the, he has the skill and the athleticism. So how is he going to adjust to the game, the NFL game? Yeah. And that's what they're going to have to gauge.
1: Uh, i got I got to say uh, thanks to... Um, the Twitter, uh, the Justin Fields tailgate show uh, is is the guy that got to me, and he showed me that uh, James Daniels did not play yesterday. He was actually listed first on their depth chart, but he did not play at the guard position yesterday. He's got a, a nagging injury, so he did not play, so he's not one of the guards that was out there yesterday. So just correcting me, which is good uh, because, like I said, it's tough to watch all the line play when you just watch the game one time. Right. i got to go back and watch it again which is tough to watch preseason football a second time. Let's go to uh, Brownsville. Yeah, tough. it's very yeah. tough. Let's go to Brownsville. And Kevin, you're on ESPN 1000 with, with friend Xander. What's up? Hey, Kevin. Hey, guys. What's the word? I'm going to try to be quick because I'm really excited about the Bears. But this
2: is what I'm saying. I love Justin Fields. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm 28, and this is the first time I've played Madden and I chose the Bears. Okay. But what I'm saying is I think we disrespected Andy Dalton a little bit. You know, um, I understand that we got Fields, and, like, that was great but we didn't have a quarterback pick in the draft. So when we brought Dalton in, they knew he was going to play. And I heard a guy compare him to Nick Foles. That's like in no way true. Nick Foles is a bum who got lucky from having one good season with Chip Kelly and turned that into a, a backup career. Andy Dalton was a starter for a really long time, and they never at, at any point in Cincinnati wanted to move from him. Like, he, he was good enough to be the starter there. So to compare, to Nick, to compare him to Nick Foles is ridiculous. That So I'm just saying, like, if Justin Fields does like Russell Wilson, like I remember when Russell Wilson was a rookie and Pete Carroll didn't want to start him, but he was too good to deny. If Justin Fields is too good to deny in practice, then that's fine. But if he also can learn, there are things to learn, you know, f- physically Andy Dalton has nothing to teach him. But Andy Dalton does have a lot to teach him about being a perennial starter in the NFL. So if, if, if Justin Fields is just going to whoop him in practice and but Matt Nagy has no choice, then that's fine. But I also don't mind if Andy Dalton takes the beat because I don't think he's a bad quarterback. What we saw in Dallas was nowhere near his fault, so I, right. just, I think I think we should give Dalton a shot.
1: Yeah, well, you know what, Kevin, appreciate the call. Thanks. It was a very, very uh, good call there. He, he is a great point. Yeah, and I I think that um, the Bears are going to do that. I do not think they're going to rush. Uh, Fields in. They don't want to rush him. I know that a lot of people think that the way Fields performs is going to be um, the reason that Nagy and Pace stick around. That probably is. But
3: also, that's some solid job security.
1: The later they put him in, the later, maybe their job security is. So if you don't start him right away, because if you start him right away and things don't go well, you're not you going to pull him out. There, it's uh, right. you know, and I don't think they want to do that. I think they uh, they, they have want to him be ready. Sure. Yeah, they, have to they be want sure. him ready, and when he's ready, they'll put him in and leave him there. Once yes. they, once they pull once Andy, you put Dalton,
3: him, once you yeah. put him in, you have to leave him there unless there's an injury, which is an obvious situation.
1: Yeah, and hopefully that doesn't happen. We go to Homewood and Jay. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, hey
6: yeah. I love the other call. Um, I tell you, Washington Fields reminded me of a young Wilson. Um, but da- Andy Dalton has a lot to teach Fields.
0: Whenever
6: you've been whenever you've been in the league ten years and you've thrown whenever you've been in the league for ten years and you've thrown for three thousand yards a couple of times, you have a lot to uh, you have a lot you can teach people. Um, I will say this. I, I was a little worried about what he said after, the, you know, during the press conference. He seemed to – I don't want him to be too cocky now. Right. Um, and I know that's his nature. I don't want to take anything away from him because I think he is just going to be a tremendous bear. But just be careful because these NFL players will make you regret it now. We saw that with Cam Newton. So I was like, Ugh. I was like, please leave that little part out because they will make you <laughs> pro. So just be careful. I don't want to take anything away from him. I think it's great. But I like how the Bears are handling it. Let's, let's go with Andy Dalton. Let's let Fields watch the game. Let him learn. Andy has a lot to teach him. And uh, he'll learn about preparation and all of that. And then eventually he'll uh, he'll uh, turn it over to Fields. But I just want Fields to be mindful. This is the NFL. And these players
1: come to eat. Yeah, Thanks now. Yep, they do. Jay, appreciate the call. That's and a good I, point. I, yeah, I love what he said because there's, there's no doubt that um, – you said it. We all heard it in the in the sound bites from Fields. He's very, very confident, and he's very prepared. He's talked in front of microphones before. Uh, he's he was been on, on this, a big stage. Yeah, he's been on the big stage. He knows what he's doing. I don't think any of those came off to me as cocky, but they can be construed that way.
3: Well, and that was it's my point, confident. and that's why right. I said he was uh, a very uh, cocky in a very extremely humble way. Yeah. It's a it's a little bit of both there, but yeah, there's a level of confidence. But I don't think it came off to where it would kind of like I don't think you know, so get the wrong kind of attention, right? But look, NFL players, you've got a job to do, and that's to get the quarterback. If you're not on the Bears, yeah. you got to go get him.
1: Yeah, and I think what 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 Bears fans saw is the future. The future of the Chicago Bears. Now the question is, when exactly when does will that the future, future land right, here? For when does that future kick in? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Fields was very very good. I don't think it's going to change Matt Nagy's mind on anything. He tried to evaluate Andy Dalton. Nagy did. We'll hear that. When we come back here on ESPN one thousand.
0: Fred and Xander
1: on Chicago's home for sports.
0: ESPN one thousand. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Now, back to more Fred and Xander on the all-new ESPN Chicago app.
1: Talking a lot about Justin Fields, what we saw from him in his uh, debut in a Bears uniform, the first preseason game yesterday. Bears winning at 20-13. Fields, 14-20. for 142 yards, touchdown to Jesse James. Also, he ran for a score, eight yards. It was uh five rushes, 33 yards, a quarterback passer rating of 106.7. Now, the starter for the season is going to be Andy Dalton. That's what Matt Nagy has said. He's our starter. Uh, he went two for four the first two series, uh, a couple of three and outs, two for four, 18 yards, 62.5 quarterback passer rating, and, uh, Nagy said so, yeah, it's kinda of hard to evaluate what he did.
7: It was only a few drives and you know it was three and outs. Um I'll go back and, and watch the tape and see, you know, some of the whys, but um it, it's just Again, I think it's it's kind of a, a deal where these guys that aren't going to play very much. Like David's trying, he's trying to tell, hey, give me the ball, give me the ball. I want, he wants like fifteen carries preseason one, and and I, I you know, I told him he wasn't going to be getting many, so he got his two and got out. And um, so it's it's hard to answer that question because you're not, you don't get in a rhythm. It's. Uh, it's just difficult. It's more so to tell you the truth with these ones. It's more so to just let them go through pregame, let them get out there, get the feeling of what it's like to just run a few plays and then get out. And so it's it's hard to evaluate that. And that's the way Nagy's always been with his starters. Yes, Remember? he has.
1: Hey, you, get, you look forward to the preseason and you don't see anybody.
3: Right. Well, mean, based on yeah, based on what he's always done, Justin Fields is going to get the right. line share of the work because he's not the starter. Right, which is
1: good to see. He's gonna he's gonna get a chance to work with these guys, working with the second teamers, maybe working with some you know some first teamers, you know, but probably not a whole lot of them. You know, uh, maybe some of the first teamers in the offensive line. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, you're, we're, we're going to see a lot of Justin Fields because Nagy never plays his starters very much in a right. preseason, and,
3: and Justin needs that time. Yeah, he sure does. Let's go to uh,
1: Gary Indiana and Kevin. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Kev. Hey
3: there.
8: Hey, good morning. What's but, up? Um, so my question is, if Justin Fields had, like, the exact same career as Cam Newton had, would you be satisfied with that, considering where he was? drafted and the fact he's a bears quarterback. I think I'd want more wouldn't you? Um, I mean he, if he was an MVP quarterback, you would almost that would almost make him the best. Yeah, but you'd want him longer. quarterback ever. <laughs> right. You, right. you you'd want him longer though, That's what you?
3: I'm thinking of.
8: No, you yeah. certainly would, but yeah. I mean you know, it's kind of like a beggars can't be choosers situation. Oh come on, we can, we can so. we could
3: be. We're beggars and we could. I, I want a Tom Brady type uh, quarterback. <laughs> I
8: want a guy who's going to be here till 40. Five? Yeah, well, I don't know. I think if this one MVP a year from a Bears quarterback would be pretty, pretty amazing.
1: So. You're right about that. There's no doubt about that, Kevin. What do you think? What do you think Fields is going to give the give the Bears?
8: Um. Yeah. I, I, don't, I really don't know. It's, I don't want to guess and jinx them, so I <laughs> look forward to watching.
1: Okay, Kev, thanks. Well, as we get closer to the season, make sure you keep calling. Uh, yeah, I, I think i got to compare sizes because fields, I don't know, maybe field size-wise is a lot smaller than
5: Noon. Than isn't he? He's shorter. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, Cam's about, what, 6'5", six, 6'4"? Six, I think so. And long legs. Yeah, probably about two fifty. I think Justin's around two twenty five or something
3: right, like right. that. Right, right. Not, not a, not a, an incredible difference, but there is a difference. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, let's see. I'm just trying to find out exactly what he is and how tall he is and that kind of stuff because he doesn't. When you look at him, he you know, he looks a lot smaller.
3: When Kevin mentioned Cam Newton, my first thing was, wait a minute. He
1: says six his three, career, six three, two twenty eight, for Justin, uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, his yeah. career
3: not too is not long enough.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm you know, Cam saying. Cam
3: should, you know, everybody had the idea that Cam would do more for longer. Well, would
5: you take Cam's peak? Take, would you take him reaching Cam's peak? peak. Well, look, look, we,
3: in that sense, beggars cannot be choosers. MVP <laughs> right? leads your team to a Super Bowl.
5: I mean, yeah.
1: right. I'll take that, minus six, the injuries. 6'5", 245 for Cam. Cam, Cam. yeah. That so a couple a couple inches, about 20 pounds. So, yeah, he looks a little bit bigger. Um,
3: How I, old is Cam now?
1: Of course, the one thing I have doesn't have is... Oh, yeah, date of birth, he's 32. Okay. So... And he's, he's battling for a job in New England with Mac Jones. So we'll see how that plays out for him. So I don't know that uh, Justin Fields will ever reach Cam Newton's uh, stylish ability. Hope not.
5: <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope not. I mean, the suit, when he, the first day he came after the draft, yeah. the red suit was about as far as I want to see Justin Fields go. <laughs>
1: Yeah, three one two three three two three seven seven six. So again, we have the uh, poll up after watching the success of Fields in his first preseason game. Who looks better this morning, Nagy, Pace, Fields, or the combination of McCaskey and Phillips as uh, they move forward? I'm sure that they all woke up with smiles on their face today.
3: They all better have,
1: yeah, because they know what they have right now. At Andy Dalton. And they see what the future looks like with Justin Fields. It's not a
3: bad spot to be in. No. It's about time.
1: And I think all Bears fans probably went to watch that game and turned it off and said, we're pumped, we're excited. Uh, Good things are in the future. Now, we don't know when that future is starting exactly. But but we we know it's there. Yeah, we know it's there. Uh, It's not like they're searching for their next quarterback. He's there. this
3: time last year.
1: Yeah. He's there. They know he's there. But... uh, yeah, he's, he may not be playing right off the bat. Rodney Adams is a guy that had four catches yesterday for 57 yards. Jesse James, two for 38. This Khalil Herbert is a guy that um, he played at West Virginia, and Lou Canellas did a feature on him. Virginia Tech, I'm sorry. And uh, five years ago, he wrote a story saying that in five years, I'll be in the NFL. And he's a guy that the Bears like as a running back. And he can catch the ball out of the backfield at three catches for 11 yards. Something Bears receivers haven't always done real well, uh, catch balls out of the backfield. We know that David Montgomery can, and then they just stop throwing it to him. But I'm, I'm expecting, and I
3: liked when... Well, I think things could be different this year. I liked
1: when, we, when Nagy talked about, you know, how montgomery he said david so when montgomery wanted the ball he goes he wanted like 15 carries he wants to get out there he wants to run the ball he wants to show everybody what he can do and even in in the two carries he had the one he shifted he went into the line and he he spun off and and ran and he he just looks good and if i'm nagging i say listen you just wait when the rams are there and we got to run against aaron donald and that defense right then you can worry about you know, getting 15, 18, Who was 20 it
3: carries. I cannot recall because I, I had to walk away from the TV. Who was it that was he got tied up and I thought the play was dead and then he just popped out of the crowd.
1: <laughs> he does it every year. That's Ryan Nall. It was uh, somebody
3: else earlier. Somebody else earlier, earlier? didn't. Did, oh, no Nall did Nall it. Nall did, did it well. late. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was somebody else earlier and I can't remember who it who it was. I, I, I didn't go back and watch that.
1: I don't think they had a lot of rushing yards for anybody. Let me, let me go he back to the He just
3: popped yards. out of there. It was like, I thought the play was dead. Yeah. They, but Null did that as well. Right. Yeah. He does that every year. Right? They
1: did have some penalties in the game uh, yesterday. The Bears did. Alex Bars had a holding penalty. And, you know, you're going to get some of that, especially uh, at the start of the preseason. Let me look here. Uh, running backs uh, Pierce, uh, Artavis Pierce, because yeah. he had five carries for 50 yards. And he does that too. They gave him the ball last year, uh, some late in the, in the uh, season, second half. So Pierce had five for 50, Null, three for 43. Herbert, six rushes for 38 yards. So they have some competition at the running back position. Which is they good have to see some, right. as well. So their offense is actually, everybody in their offense, I think they have guys that can catch the ball. They aren't playing a whole lot. Mooney didn't get a lot yesterday. Uh, let's see here. Mo- Mooney, of course, is on the top of the next page. Uh, Mooney didn't have a catch yesterday. It was uh, Adams, Herbert, James, Ridley, Hardy, uh, and then other guys. Komet had one for three yards. Pierce had one for two. So they didn't get a lot. Um, They got Buffalo coming up next week, a noon kickoff. There's, uh, man, they're throwing games on Thursdays and Fridays. They know that people love the NFL, and they're going to watch as much as they possibly can. The Bears' third and final preseason game is August 28th. That is a Saturday night as they are in Tennessee, so three one two three three two three seven seven six. You want to jump in, talk more Bears? We are going to get to White Sox right after um, ten thirty. Get into some White Sox stuff. Also, want to ask you a question too because the uh, Field of Dreams was uh, on Thursday night, and I was listening to Carmen and Yurko the other day, and they were talking about how Carmen convinced his wife to go to a couple games. Like on vacations, right? They're on a vacation, like in New York, right? And, and it
3: would make sense that a Chicago team was playing, but not but so no, much. No,
1: so he convinced her to go to like a hockey game with no Chicago team playing, <laughs> and that's that was that made me think: Is there a a sporting event that you convinced your significant other to go to because you really wanted to go to it? And she or he, if you're a woman listening, you want to, you know, maybe you wanted to go to a sporting event. And your husband didn't want to go or whatever, whoever, your significant other, whatever. And did you have an event that you wanted to go to someplace you wanted to go and you had to convince uh, your significant other to go to it? Uh, I've got a couple of them. You want to jump in three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll talk about that along with some White Sox baseball. We got another Fields call right here. We'll go to Wheeling and Jeremy. You're on ESPN one thousand. What's up,
9: Jeremy? How you guys doing? Doing well. Uh, You guys were uh, referring to a play yesterday with uh, running back. That was Artavis Pierce. Yeah, it was. He was in. Yeah, he was in between uh, two linemen, and then he broke free for like I think a fifty-two yard run. Now,
3: did you think the play was dead too?
9: I didn't even see him because he was mixed in between right. all the right, and he just even...
3: it's like he got shot out of a group of people. so what? It was really funny, fun to watch.
9: What I want, what I wanted to say, uh, and I don't know if anybody else noticed, but okay, you had, you had Dalton. You saw Dalton. You saw Foles. Obviously, Dalton's a safer quarterback because he's kind of more of a pocket presence. But I think what we saw yesterday was what Justin Fields can do for this Bears team and that's more or less him rolling outside he looked really poised he didn't fluster like we used to see with Trubisky when he get pressure he would just mm-hmm. fluster throw the ball away throw it into the hands of a defensive back i think you know like for example when they backed him up into the end zone i mean he really had nothing going there because there was two penalties back to back and the guy was still able to make a 12-yard completion, although they did punt the ball away. And then I think that other play, uh, I think they were probably at their own 35 or 40, and he was able to scramble outside and throw. Uh, I think that was uh, that the guy that had like 52 yards receiving, he threw it to him. and Adams, I just yeah. I think you could, you could tell the difference between the three quarterbacks, whereas they could cater more to fields with the playbook. So that's all I wanted to
1: say. Okay, Jeremy, appreciate the call. Yeah, thanks. That's the one thing I brought up, too, because you're going to get – Fields the the play calls for him are going to be different than the play calls for for Andy Dalton. They should they have to be they, yeah Absolutely. because they are because he's yeah. going to roll out and how how often do we yell for you know get get Mitch Trubisky out of the pocket roll him out because he throws better that way and it didn't happen all that often Fields does that on mm-hmm. a normal basis so that's going to be part of his game and I think all the Bears fans are excited to see it three one two three three two three seven seven six if you are a Sox fan. What do you do with the closer role, Kimbrel or Hendricks? Or neither. It came up <laughs> a couple times. Jeff Passan talked about it on the Waddle & Sylvie show the other day. It came up on the Field of Dreams game, and it came up again last night. We'll talk some White Sox baseball when we come back. three one two three three two three seven seven six. Also, have you convinced your spouse or significant other to go to a sporting event? I got a couple of them, and um, it's amazing me. That I was able to convince them of this three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll get to that. We'll get to White Sox baseball. They wrap up their series with the Yankees later on today. You'll hear it all right here on ESPN One Thousand.
0: You're listening to Fred and Xander
1: on Chicago's
5: home for sports,
1: ESPN One Thousand.
0: Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at, at ESPN, ESPN underscore, underscore Chicago. Chicago. Now back to more Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000.
1: Okay, the White Sox lose last night in 10 innings, 7-5.
3: Oh my God. I shot off the couch as soon as uh that uh that second home run Or yeah, the Liam gave up, you yeah. know, the lead. Yeah. The 7-5. It just Start getting ready for bed. I'm like, that's enough. Well,
1: I was so aggravated. It was a Long game too. I, I was so aggravated because last night when they put that extra guy on, when they put that guy in second base to start the extra innings, it's such an annoyance. Thank it, goodness it's it, no going. No. I'm pretty sure it's going to go away
3: next year. So can we trade that for international or uh, universal international universal DH? Well, the, the worst part about it is when you give up a homer, then
1: you're down two runs. I know, so and it's it, tougher to come it really, back, yeah, right? Is and it I know really? that's part of the point. They want the games to go quicker, and they don't want you to go into the fifteenth, the sixteenth, the seventeenth innings. But the game, you know, it was three to three, and it was wait, it was three to three.
3: Wait, maybe we can solve this by putting a position player into pitch in the, yeah. in the extra innings. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was it was three to three, and then Craig Kimbrell came in, in the eighth inning. And this happened.
6: Kick and the offer and a line drive. Deep center and it is gone. Aaron Judge has given the Yankees the lead on an absolute bullet over the center field wall. Yeah, the uh, expression frozen rope
1: comes out. You're not going to see a ball hit any harder to straightaway center field than that. He's exactly right. The Lennon and uh, DJ with the uh, call from last night the launch angle on that was 17 degrees. Right. That's ridiculous. It barely
3: made it over the fence. Right. Right. It was a rocket. But it, it, it would have, it would have shot a hole through oh, the right. fence I'm, if I'm, it hit the wall.
1: I'm surprised That's it wide. didn't. Um, it was brutal. So then it's four to three. So yeah. the White Sox are down. Okay. The White Sox are down. They go to the bottom of the ninth inning. There's two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning. Ready for another 3-2. The pitch. swinging a
6: high drive. We are tied! Jose Abreu with a home run to left center.
1: The magic just keeps on showing up night after night for the White Sox. Now, when Jose Abreu hits home runs, he hits him and he starts running. You don't usually see a lot of excitement from him.
3: He doesn't savor it. No. Nope. There's no Tim Anderson savor. But when he
1: hit the ball, as soon as he got rid of the bat, he went like this with he Well, if you're you see this on Twitch. He went like this with his hands, and he clapped his hands yeah. and he and I go, "He's pumped up." And you don't see him very pumped up. No, he's up. a
3: low-key guy. He is. He's a
1: quiet leader. He just hits the crap out of the ball. <laughs> right. So now it's 4 to 4. And they go to extra innings. And there's a guy on second base. And we have our closer in, right? And we have the closer in now. Liam Hendricks. Liam Hendricks. who needs to bounce back because the last time he faced the Yankees, two nights ago on Thursday in the Field of Dreams, he gave up not one, but two. those Two, right.
3: two-run homers. And we and we came back and, and yeah. saved the game.
1: So I'm watching, and all of a sudden there's a man on, and this happens. Pitch. Gallo with a high drive to right. If it's fair, it's gone by a
6: mile, and it is. And it is a two-run homer, and it's
1: now
7: 7-4. to four.
1: Gallo leaned all over what appeared to be a fastball. Uppercut swing and a desired result. That's what he was looking for. When I saw Gallo hit the ball, I actually thought it was going to land on the Dan Ryan. Oh, my God. When he hit it, it just – and I said, oh, my Lord. And both the home runs that they gave up, Kimbrel and Hendricks, were fastballs down the middle of the plate. If you would go to Sluggers back in the day when they had the pitching machine, I don't know if they still have it upstairs, but or if you go to any pitching machine – they're pretty much set to throw you fastballs down the middle of the place. Even right. They're them. not. They're, right. they're, they're gonna, the not. They're not tricking sinkers. you. No. They're not tricking you. Okay. Right. The pitch that Kimbrell threw to Judge and the pitch that Hendricks threw to Gallo. Fast. Anybody in this building on the seventh floor right now? I know Eric was a baseball player. I played little league. I got cut all the time. Everybody played baseball. Okay. We all could have hit could've, those balls. We could have not got as our far pass. as they did. No. We might have fouled Maybe them off. Yeah. But it's like. They were perfect pitches right down the middle of the plate. Fastballs. Down. Now, baseball, people always say, man, it's amazing. 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Not when it's in the middle of the plate. It's
3: not. If, now, the first pitch to. If you guess right and yeah, it's right down the
1: plate. It's going. Yeah. And I was so aggravated watching that. That's why I was tossing and turning last night. So, after the game, they, Tony La Russa was asked about the struggles of Kimbrel and Hendricks, the two guys that are the closers the two studs. for your Chicago White Sox. You
7: know what I saw with Kimbrell and with Liam? Those are not safe situations, right? And and, and not that they can't get the outs. you got to give credit to the guys that got the hits. That's not their classic, you know, whether it's the eighth inning with a lead or the ninth inning with a lead. I'm not making excuses for it. It's just, it's the truth. And they both uh, could have gotten the outs and, and the guys put swings on them, but Those are not safe situations, and I hope the next time that you see them take them out and we have a lead. Well, then don't put them in if they're not safe situations.
3: (laughs) You know? Right. We have a bummer. We have a Ruiz. They had
1: to use a lot of pitchers yesterday. Uh, The Sox had Dylan Cease, who struck out six, walked nobody, but he gave up three runs and four hits over five innings. We threw 103 pitches. He was going full counts to so many guys leading up throughout the game. Yep. Then Crochet came in, went an inning and two thirds. He struck out the side. One inning, he looked great. He was so excited walking <laughs> off the field, and he um, needed that. In the sixth, Tapera came in to get out of a uh, out of a semi jam in the um, in the sixth inning. Kimbrell came in, gave up the run in the eighth. Foster came in. Um, he's always interesting. Uh, walked the guy, gave up a Why hit.
3: Why don't you keep a Tapera in for a little longer and push that?
1: Yeah, I know. Right? You can do that. Tapera went seven pitches. Now, you can do that. And I was so happy they left Crochet. And, Sean, I want to ask you, because you're a big Sox guy, were you happy to see Crochet stayed in almost two full innings? He threw 29 pitches, stayed in for an inning and
5: two-thirds. Yeah, I was happy with Crochet. I was actually happy with Foster. He got out of that jam what, in the eighth inning? Yeah. Well, his own jam, His own jam. Right, right, right. But But that's important that he gets out of
3: his own jam. That's how these pitchers grow.
5: Because those are the guys we really need. We need Foster to come back. We need Marshall when he comes off the I.L. to come back and be effective. And Crochet has battled the first half of the year to see him be very effective over the last month. Man, it's something that we know come playoff time is going to be huge. Oh, it's huge. Absolutely.
1: That's why they got Kimbrell to help. the the back end of the bullpen. Now you heard what Tony La has said. Well, James Fagan from the Athletic um, followed up on that question. Good.
9: I guess just speaking to that, is that you know an adjustment period? You expect
7: obviously you're not going to use those guys in safe situations every time because you got two of them. Is that an adjustment period you have to see them work through? No, you got to play the game. You got to play the game. You know we have a chance to win. You know the the score is what it is, and and you send your best guy out there. It's Kimbrel. It's just you know he's in a tie game, and, and. you understand that that's an adjustment, but they can adjust. But I mean, you're not going to not pitch them because we're not ahead. I mean, it, it's the reality of the competition, you know. A lot of times you, you do what you have to do. Now it's not what you wanted to. We wanted to win the game, so it didn't work out. No, it wait didn't a minute, work
3: wait out. A minute. Does he sound like Matt Nagy now talking in circles <laughs> that you have to, you know, dissect what he actually said to get the real meaning? Sure. I mean that's come
1: on. Well, see, he's the guy. Tony La is the guy that actually put together and changed the way bullpens are run and used in Major League Baseball. Years and years ago, he did it.
3: Well, don't say though that you're going to put your closers in, but they're not really pumped in close up
1: situations
3: because it's right? not a close situation. Don't say that.
1: Yeah, that's why it would have been nice to see Tapera stay out there. And then when Hendricks came out, and I'm I'm watching the TV broadcast and they were saying that it, it looked like they were taking him out so he would still be available on Sunday. I'm saying to myself, he better not be available on Sunday. I don't want to see him out there. Not after he's given up three hovers and less than two full innings. I don't want to see him out there today.
3: No, it's been, it's been a rough I know he wants to be out game. there. Sure.
1: I'm sure he'd like to because, be out there. But like every you to go
3: eight. <laughs> because every chance you get to go out there, you can put that other bad performance behind yeah. you. yeah. But you take the chance and getting hit again. Look, we, we can't discount the judge factor. That guy, again. He's unbelievable. He is unbelievable. Yeah, We're went, playing the Yankees. Yeah. It's a tough team. and uh, But uh, obviously Hendricks is not on the top of his game because that's three home runs in two games yeah. in, a, in a late inning situation. Yeah, let's
1: go to Willowbrook and Owen. Owen, Owen what's up? Hey. Hey, guys. Um, first of all,
10: when uh says... Um, it wasn't a safe situation. Well, first of all, Kimbrel in the eighth inning—that's never a safe situation. Right. Um, secondly, if you can't be pumped up against the Yankees in a tie ball game, you don't deserve to be on the mound. And then thirdly, if you looked at Crochet, and you can't let you can't let Judge is the real main guy in that lineup. It'll beat you if you look at Crochet. How did he get him up? Up in the strike zone. Up yeah. in the strike zone. And if he walked him, he walked him, and he got him obviously on a changeup. Where did where did Judge and, and I don't even, even the Homer against Kimbrell, you know down low Judge was looking fastball down low he probably faced Kimber from Boston if I'm right, uh, but but the thing that really bothers me is if you look at Hendricks at, at that bat against Judge that he got in the in the extra innings yeah
9: mm-hmm.
10: the second strike he threw a high fastball right I don't care how bi- how how good of a hitter you throw a hundred mile an hour fastball up. You gotta, you gotta be something special to hit that ball. You throw it down, and Judge will destroy you. And and this this guy, this guy, and, and as far as as far as Gatto, what got him was the pitch count. He was he was behind again, and he had to lay in a fastball. You got to be able to pitch up to these guys, high and hard. And then if you if you if you walk a guy like Judge, you walk him. But you can't let one guy beat you, and that's what they've
1: done. Right? Yeah, they did. There's no doubt about it. Owen, oh, appreciate the call. Yeah, his location's the issue. Yeah, on both of them, on both Kimbrell and Hendricks, it was location that got him. Judge with the homer off Kimbrell, Gallo with the homer off Hendricks. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. The White Sox need a save today. Who do you go with? Do you go with Kimbrell? You go with Hendricks. Jeff Passan was on the other day with Waddle and Sylvie. He had his opinion. We'll take your calls. We'll hear from Jeff Passan. We come back. Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. Fred and Xander.
0: This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000.
10: Fred and Xander
0: On ESPN 1000. Also available on demand on the all-new ESPN, ESPN Chicago, Chicago app.
1: So, White Sox news this morning. Prior to the series finale today, the Sox place Lurie Garcia on the seven-day concussion list. Retroactive to August 13th. And they recall infielder Danny Mendick from Charlotte. Now, when they hit the home run, which home run was it? Oh, the Stanton home run. Mm -hmm. Lurie Garcia was in left field. Right. And kind of fell down when he got to the wall. Do you, th- is that when he, you think that's when he suffered the concussion? Because he didn't play yesterday. It
3: didn't seem an obvious well, he went injury. down. Right, he, right. He
1: did go down. Right. and Because I originally forgot that Lurie Garcia was out there, and I thought that was Eloy again. I said, oh, my God, come on, please. <laughs> right. Um So, anyway, Larry Garcia uh, now on the seven-day concussion list. Danny Mendick is back up. So, yeah. Um, We'll see what happens. The White Sox go today against the Yankees, wrap up that series.
3: Now, was it year, weird to you that Lamb was in the lineup yesterday? Yes. When we have a Vaughn. Uh huh. We have a Sheets. Yeah. I mean, no, is Sheets is not up. Right, right. But, but at this point, can we bring Sheets up if that's if that's our option? They, for some reason, they, they like, like Jake you.
1: Lamb. Yeah. Uh, maybe because he can play. He's a, at his moments. Maybe because he can play numerous positions, right. but so can Sheets. Sheets can play first base, he can play right field, but Lamb can also play third base. So I guess that's why they have him. A lot of White Sox fans, I get a little tired of the platooning. And, you know, we're going like they went really left, a lot of left-handed hitters. And then they bring in the right-handed hitters afterwards and things like that. I understand Tony LaRusso has done that forever. I just think if a guy's a good hitter, especially a right-hander, he's Mm going to be able to hit Mm -hmm. righty and lefties. Mm -hmm. Um I want to see Andrew Vaughn in the lineup all the time. I hope he's in the lineup again today when the lineups come. Now,
3: out. Now I get, I get a day off concept. Yeah, but a day off from Rayu is a little different than a day off for Andrew Vaughn. Yeah, age wise. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. So so why why would we put a Vaughn on the bench? I don't it, know. It just made me nuts. Yeah. So but that's Tony.
1: So how are they going to manage Kimbrel and Hendricks? Now, after the Field of Dreams game on Thursday, when uh, Hendricks, they gave up the two two two-run homers, uh, before the Tim Anderson walk-off. Jeff Passen joined Waddle and Sylvia and talked about how he thinks the Sox are going to manage Kimbrell and Hendricks.
4: I think the best way to go about this is going to be purely and strictly matchup based going forward. Now, I'm not sure if Tony LaRusse is going to do that. I'm not sure if the White Sox uh, front office is going to provide the sorts of uh, numbers that some other organizations do, but I have faith, honestly, in both of them to handle this the right way. I mean, you know, say what you will about Tony La Russa and his managerial acumen, but this is the guy who brought upon the modern bullpen with the way that he used his relief pitchers, and I'd like to think that he's going to be open-minded enough to understand that if the lineup that's coming up in the eighth inning is more conducive to Liam Hendricks's pitch mix and he's likelier to get them out, that he's going to have no problem giving the ninth to Craig Kimbrel. Um, but but the idea that you're going to do it just to put Kimbrell in the ninth and to have Hendricks in the eighth, I think that would be a silly way to go about things. You know, innings are not specifically made for particular pitchers. It's not about the inning, it's about the matchup. And if you want to play modern baseball the way that it should be played, you go with your best matchup in those situations.
1: Yeah. So, um, makes a lot makes, of sense. Sure. It makes a lot of sense. So, Kimbrell homer, uh, gives up a homer to Judge. Hendricks gives up a homer to Gallo. We'll see what happens today. If Lucas Giolito can shut down the Yankees, who the, uh, White Sox skipper brings in late in the game to, uh, maybe get a save. The lineups are out and, uh, Andrew Vaughn is in the lineup. So that'll <laughs> make a lot Good. of people happy. Uh, the lineup is Tim Anderson is shortstop, Cesar, Cesar. Hernandez at second base. I love this guy. He plays, I think he plays a great second base. He hustles. He gets his, he. He's quiet
3: yet uh, effective.
1: Yes, he's very uh much so. Jose Abreu is at first base. Eloy Jimenez is in left field. Andrew Vaughn hitting fifth in right field today. Mm-hmm. Johan Moncada is your DH. Luis Robert in center field. Danny Mendick starts at third base. And Sebi Zavala is your catcher. Sean, how did you feel yesterday, late in the game, when they have to bring in Sebby Zavala to pinch hit for Zach Collins?
5: After his two home run game, and after the home run in <laughs> the Field of Dreams, yeah. if he had hit a grand slam, I think everybody in White Sox fandom would have lost it. I was shocked that that LeMahieu was where
1: he was to catch the the ball. I know yeah. it was a softer liner,
5: yeah, but like he was almost at second base. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. At this point in time, and this, this goes a long way to what Frank Minichino has done with him since he's come up. Because he had no chance Yeah, when he initially Absolutely. came up with the right. bat. Yep. He had no chance. And he's become what you might say dangerous. Yeah. And he may just be getting started. Yeah. I was just hoping that the
1: bench would have more to give. I know that earlier in the game, they had pinch hit Vaughn. They pinch hit Vaughn in the sixth inning for Jake Lamb. And then they pinch hit Sebby Zavala in the tenth for Zach Collins, and Zach Collins took a beating yesterday.
3: He did. That he got hit in the shot. mask one time, oh. and he got hit right hey, in the throat. What ever happened to those uh, leather flappy? They things? have
1: them still. They have them. Some some catchers some wear them. Catchers still wear them. Yeah, but are
3: they hanging off the mask. Yeah, some like, catchers uh, wear like, uh, them. Uh, who who did that in the seventies? Was it Gary Carter? Oh, or a something? lot of a lot of yeah. other catchers still wear them. Yeah, it's it just, like a goatee for a mask. Yeah, it just
1: hangs. It dangles off the mask, right, right. to protect your throat.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: I don't know why they wouldn't wear it. Why them. wouldn't you have that on? You Stone, know, go, Stone mentioned that it was basically, he didn't want to say it's Zach Collins' fault, but he basically he, said. He basically,
3: yeah, he said, said You got to put your hand, head you down. You got to look down. It hey, I caught, I was taught that in, yeah. in Little League. Get ball, your head you get down, your head tuck down. your chin in. Uh-huh. Back to that lineup for a second. Yeah. We were talking about Lamb and why he was in yesterday didn't make a lot of sense. I would put Lamb somewhere today. You know where I'd put him? In the sixth slot. Or maybe move him down, but give Moncada a rest. What has happened to Yoan
1: this I year? I'd give Moncada a few days rest.
3: This, this is should, what I'm saying. What would. has happened yeah. to him this year? Yeah. Is it is it like a uh, look? Uh, the obvious thing is to point to his bout with COVID sure. last year. Sure, is that is that a residual effect? Nobody's ever brought that up. Maybe it's not, but he just does not look like the same guy.
1: No. No, he doesn't. And the two guys the White Sox have recently got back, Jimenez and Robert, they drove in four of the five runs yesterday. And Jimenez almost had had a, another another a long one. Run. Yeah. And both times, Brett Gardner caught the ball in front of the catch sign from the Burley <laughs> right. from the Burley uh, perfect game. Yep, uh, both times because Collins hit one that almost went out for a grand slam. Yes, he did. Collins he gave that, that wall right. Yeah, which was which was nice to see. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll talk more white sacks. We come back. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Don't forget you can always get to us on Twitter,
3: me at Fred underscore Hubner. Xander Rocker, all one word, one R in the middle for me.
1: Caller's hanging there. We'll get right back to you here on ESPN one thousand. Just two minutes. You're listening to Fred and Xander. This is
0: Chicago's home for sport. ESPN one thousand.